is Grit for Glory, where we explore scripture and have real conversations about how to follow Christ in our world today. We believe God is real and life can be messy, but in everything we do, we are working for His glory. Hey friends, and welcome back. We have an episode today on purpose. We felt that this tied in nicely with our identity series, and so we're going to roll right into purpose, what it is, what we're doing here on earth. So without any more talking, let's get into it. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kara. And we're, as always, excited to have you here. Yeah. We have another um, interesting and kind of... Complex, um, I would say. Yes. And spur of the moment. Like, we had another plan rolling. Yeah. And God kind of gave us some discernment that maybe that episode is not something we should speak on at the moment just yet yeah Yeah. so we're still kind of in a research phase for that and so just want to let you guys know that we are doing our best to make sure that we provide um truth and quality and content that is driven by him yeah and not by our own emotions i mean we're human yeah we're very much human and we are well aware that um I mean, we're not Bible scholars. Like, we love the Bible, but we're not oh, Bible yeah. scholars. And we're still learning so many of these things in our own personal life that um, sometimes our own feelings and opinions can kind of creep in. And I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Yeah. I'm listening to it, and we're not going to pretend like they don't kind of sneak in there. Yeah. But, you know, we're thankful for when God jumps in and says, eh, maybe not right now. Yeah, and I think the feelings and the personal thoughts are important yeah. because they formed how we got here, but we don't want to lead with or make our opinions the sole right. purpose of... Or proclaim that our opinions or feelings are truth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, sometimes when a topic is very much tied up in our emotions, yeah. it's hard not to speak um, with a lot of opinion and... I don't know, just emotion and from our own thoughts yeah. and feelings about that topic. A wise guy once told me that you can have emotions, but you don't have to act in those emotions. You don't yeah. have to lead with those emotions. And that's something that it's an ever present struggle for me because I'm quite an emotional gal, yeah. but I'm learning to not <laughs> do that. And so part of that was this episode, but it's also mm-hmm. just a little nugget of wisdom for you guys that, um, just to be open to sometimes it not going your way. Because yeah. we, I think we both really want to speak on that topic, and hopefully he'll open the door one day, but right now it's not, and that's okay. Yeah. We're still learning. We're still growing. God's still working on us. Yeah. So, instead of that, we're going to talk about... Purpose. Purpose. We thought it was the next logical step from identity. Yes. And so, because so much of our purpose is tied up into our identity, Mm -hmm. that uh, we were going to lead into there. But as we were discussing purpose, we realized that we never, in our identity episodes, we never actually touched on what the Bible says our identity is. We talked a lot about finding those false identities and rooting them out and taking them to God, but we never really went into what does the word say? And I think we did, we touched on it some, because when I was pulling scripture, I was like, oh, I already have these. Did we not talk about these? And so I don't, I I just don't think we made it as clear as we wanted to. So you're right. We're going to kind of tie up the the identity, tie it up. Yeah. And then move forward. But also roll it, roll from that into. Yeah. And, I don't know about you, but as as I was preparing for this episode, for or at least for the identity, you know who who God says we are in Scripture. I just want to say up front, this is not an exhaustive list, because <laughs> no. there is so much. And since this is not the um, core topic of this episode, it's just going to be for at least for me was the ones that stick out, the most. hold the most meaning or stick yeah. out the most for me. Does yes. that make sense? Or for what our purpose is. Yes. There we go. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, yeah. No. We'll just go into it because I feel like, yeah. So okay. let's go. So what is our identity in scripture? Like, what do you, what, what do you, <laughs> so I mean, I, like, I 
I found it and I had it before and I'm going to stick to it because it is the strongest one for me. And I know we talked about it in identity and the broken identity of Genesis one twenty seven. Like he created us in his own image in the yeah. image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. And it just like we are image bearers of Christ. And when you put that weight on yourself, I mean, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Like you hold the image of this God that you worship. You are his image. Mm -hmm. And also when you put that on other people, when you're talking about getting along with people or just living alongside of them, they're image bearers of the most holy God. Mm -hmm. Like it changes things. And I know like we broke it, you know, but. The original design. Yeah. And second Corinthians five seventeen says we are made new in Christ. So yeah. we, so that old creation that got broken or your broken self that we, what we talked about our broken identity, it was made new in Christ. So we are image bearers of God. Yes. Renewed by in Christ, Christ Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And amen. That's, that is a huge, 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 huge part of our, yeah. our identity as believers. Like yeah. that is core and central to who we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we must believe that um, we are created by him in mm-hmm. his image yes. and in Christ that we are made new. Made new. And I think that's a lot of, I mean, me personally, that's a lot of what I struggle with in identity is that the old is old. Right. The old is gone. The old has passed away and I'm made New and I think right. that's a big thing with your identity. Like you can say, you know, we go back to Genesis, and a lot of people are like, "Well, that was, but, but that was back then." Yeah. But if you have accepted Christ and you are living for Him, and you are living in community with the Holy Spirit, then you are made new. And all it doesn't mean that all of that. I mean, it does. It means all of that is washed away and all of that is erased. It doesn't mean that you might not still struggle with it, mm-hmm. but it means that it's a whole new. I didn't. It's a whole new ball game walking forward. Right. And just talk, talking into that, like that, that brokenness that, you know, it's made new, but we still hold those scars. Mm. I was. Yes. So name it. I follow this theologian. Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on yes. Instagram. <laughs> See what I mean? We're not into it. <laughs> I was like, theologian is that right? Anyways. Theologian. And he shared something about what he was studying at the moment. And it was just talking about the resurrected, the resurrected Jesus still bore his scars. Mm. Like his body was made new and he came back to life, but he still wore his scars. And not only that, but he showed his scars like here, look Mm. at my scars. Like, and it's just a sense of, it's a reminder of the brokenness, but also what God did with that brokenness. Anyways, it was just Which is good. A... That, that point right there, let's remember that because that's going to roll nicely into purpose. But keep going because I know okay. you've got some verses on identity. Oh, yeah. And so it was really interesting as I was researching um, identity. A lot of these identity verses I will bring back around for purpose. Okay. Because a lot of these, it, it um, says who you are and then it says what you, who you are, like okay. why you are that, what... We do as that yes. part of our identity. And so, like I said, these are very not exhaustive, but uh, just a few that really uh, stood out to me. So we are, as believers, part of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. First, I was like, is it yes. First Peter 2? Not a habit too. <laughs> a royal priesthood, a holy nation of people for his possession. Mm. I mean, chosen by God as a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And this is really... Like, the more you read in scripture about what this means as to be a royal priesthood, um, it, it just goes so much deeper than than we realize just reading that verse. Just like, I sense? always knew I was a princess. <laughs> and then, like, ra- the second half of that verse tells us, you know, we are this and why we are yes. this. What we do with this. Um, we are ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. We are adopted as sons and daughters into the family of God. We are chosen, holy, and blameless in Christ. We are friends of God. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are predestined, called, justified, and glorified through Christ. And we are called the righteousness of God. Those are some. And I did not name specifically those verses, but 
I'll make sure That's to okay. um, add those into the show notes. Yeah, we'll send put those in the show notes because... There's yeah. a lot in this one. No, and I had, I think, yeah, he predestined us for adoption. Like, he he knew, he knew long before you were ever here that he wanted you. Yeah. He knew long before he ever sent Christ that yeah. he wanted to send Christ before to we save were born. us. Before we were even conceived or thought of, before the world was made. Yeah. And there's a verse that says, before the world was made. Yeah. He had you on it. Something I can't think of that verse, but there is. Something I know what you're that. talking about, and I, but I think, I think, like to stop for a minute, and and I think sometimes we don't sit in awe of that enough, of being chosen, being, um, made new again. Being like, it's that's I don't want to say heavy, but it's 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 just it strikes awe in me of this god who could have wiped out creation and started all over mm-hmm. again every single time we screwed up was like no i love you so much mm-hmm. i want to be in community with you so much that i'm going to make a way for us to right. have a relationship and have a good relationship a whole relationship not a relationship where there's all these rules that you can't live up to. Yeah. I'm going to make it, I don't want to say easy because it's not easy, but I'm going to make it attainable that all you have to do is choose me and mm-hmm. run towards me. And I don't know. I just, no, it's, it's <sighs> this kind of chosen is the greatest gift mm. that we can even conceive. And I think that we all have to come to terms and, and fully grasp that he chose us. We didn't yeah. choose him. Like, I think we all have this idea that we choose him. And, yes, we have a choice. I don't yeah. want to, like, we all have a choice. And we can all choose to But, like, it's something God. we did. Yeah. Like, we get the credit for like okay. loving God. Yeah. I love God so much. <laughs> I'm so great. But, yeah, and he, but he chose us. And so that verse that I was thinking of is um, Ephesians 1.4. Where it says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in mm-hmm. his sight. And so it's kind of like before even Adam and Eve, before they even sin and all of creation fell, he had you yeah. on his mind. He had mm. me on his mind. I'm sorry, y'all. It just like if that doesn't just... Move hit you. you like, yeah, it just makes you like, oh, it's and it. It should be heavy in the sense of, yeah. like, you should want to do something because of that. Yeah. Like, you it shouldn't should want to just sit. Something. It should be a compelling heaviness. Mm. Yes. Should, it should. It should move you. And we hope that, you know, if it doesn't, this is one of those moments to hit pause and pray and examine your heart. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, um... And, and I think also that verse where it says, it, it's Romans 8, where it says, we are predestined, where that is where we were chosen way before creation, called, he called us, mm-hmm. justified through Christ and glorified through Christ. Like we are all of those things in Christ. Yes. And it's really hard, especially I, I think justified is a really hard one for people who still live with shame, shame. and guilt regret, um, insecurity, Mm -hmm. all of these things, which is something (laughs) in future episodes. I like, like I've been thinking of ideas would love to go deeper into. Um, so yeah. So how does that, how does knowing our identity, knowing what God makes us, how does that lead us into our purpose? And I feel like purpose is a, not a big word, but it's something that gets Pulled thrown, out a lot. Thrown in, around a lot. Yeah, yeah, and in almost in incorrect mm-hmm. kind of ways. Well, and it it's kind of goes back to when we were talking about identity and self-help books. Mm. A lot of these self-help t- books talk about living into your purpose or finding your purpose. Yeah. And, I mean... Or that our purpose should be driven by things of the world. Right. And so it always... It's just one of those big... I don't know, it's not a big words, big topics, big ideas that gets thrown around a lot. But it's so important because what I have written here is 
When we live freely in our identity, we are empowered to live out our purpose. Mm. So when Good you live words. in your true identity, yes. you can live out your purpose. And it, how we view ourselves really determines how we choose to live. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. who you think you are, what you believe about yourself. Yeah. Or what you've been told. And I mean, again, you believe. Because we talked about it. Spoken identities, given identities. Yeah. Like, they're all things that affect what we think about ourselves, And ultimately, our identity is a struggle with you yeah. and yourself. Mm-hmm. What, we, what we believe about ourselves. Because if you know, if you just believe about yourself that I am just a broken person. Yeah. I am... Um, a label that we threw out last week was like, I'm just an addict. Yeah. I am an addict. I'm not and, smart. I, I can or, never, like, I can never go back to school because I'm not I smart. Or I just mess up. I've messed up yeah. too bad or yeah. too much or too often. And there's just no way God can use me. Yeah. And I, I want to say, I was thinking about it and I never got around to, like, doing a post on social media about, like, the weight thing. Because I remember when we did the Wild and Free study and... Somebody came up and asked me afterwards, and she's like, but isn't, like, because I told them, I said, and it says in the book, like, what what God has made good, you will not say anything about it. And she's like, but isn't that superficial? Like, shouldn't I not be worried about, you know, my looks or my body or whatever? And I'm like, you shouldn't, but if those things hold you back from living out your purpose, living out the plan that God has for your life, which in my case, I was thinking about it, like, like having some extra weight from having kids and it just also just always being a struggle in my life. But that could have held me back from ever getting up in front of people because it honestly to the, to the core of me, not so much now, but in the, in the beginning, it just, it bothered me so much Mm -hmm. that I was only worried that people were looking at, the roles I couldn't cover or just that I was the biggest one standing next to, you know, the skinny print. Cause right. let's be real. Like when you look on social media, when you look at like these, even these Christian influencers, they're not usually bigger gals. And right. I don't know, one day I was thinking about it and, and I just had this thought of like, why does that matter? Like, I don't think anybody is looking at me like that. Like right. nobody looks at, Oh my gosh, she's so heavy. Like, I don't, I, I've never, maybe, and if you are, don't tell me, but, <laughs> but I shouldn't let that hold me back. And that's mm-hmm. what I told her. If you're thinking like, oh, my skin is so like, I just have horrible skin. Like I always have breakouts and you're letting that hold you back from going and talking to your next door neighbor who let's face it, looks like Nicole Kidman, you know, when she just rolled out of bed. And you're letting that hold you back from talking to her about your, about God or inviting her to church or whatever it is, then you're letting that stand in the way. And I feel like I kind of got off track, but that, I mean, that's the thing. Like when, when we rest in our identity, when we rest in, this is what God made me. This is how he made me. This is who he made me. This is who I'm created to be. Right. It all gets a little bit easier. I'm not going to sit here and nitpick every little thing. I'm not going to sit here and look at the world. And the world says, you got to be a size two. You got to have clear skin. You got to have, you know, silky, blonde, flowy hair, flowy mm-hmm. mermaid hair down to your butt, you know, that curls perfectly. I saw a quote um, from Ann Voskamp that said, um, the world doesn't need somebody else that can teach you how to fix your hair. Mm-hmm. The world needs women who will do hard and holy things. Ooh, and I was like, good. yes and amen, because yeah. that's true. They're influencers that can look great and do perfect makeup or a dime a dozen, and they oh. will make you feel, I don't want to say less than, but it will make you feel like you can't live up to that unless you just have amazing well, makeup think, skills. <laughs> um, on the flip side of that, one, if we're just being honest here, if we hold those um truths or false truths about ourselves or these false identities or whatever our struggles are we are making these things idols in our mm-hmm. lives we are idolizing our parents we're yeah. idolizing our weight which i mean i am being totally honest i struggle with that to this day yeah right i mean this very day i struggle with this but i recognize that it's an idol and not only that that i'm also guilty of idolizing these women who look like 
picture perfect. Yeah. And it's it's one of those, it's a sneaky thing. It's not, um, I think it's a, a sneaky way that the enemy comes in and tries to deter us or deter us from stepping into our purpose. Because like you said, if we look at these women who are picture perfect, beautiful um, Christian leaders or Christian influencers, whoever they may be, and we're putting them on this pedestal of how we should look mm-hmm. or sound or um, whatever it is that we're idolizing about them, it holds us back. Yeah. Well, and you have to realize that that is, that is a man-made, that is a worldly vision of what it's right. supposed to look like. Because I've been spending a lot of time on Instagram because I got off Facebook when I have learned that Instagram is like, I've also been doing some research to, to help my business get kind of get some more traction on Instagram. And she, she, the, one of the videos I was watching, she said, um, Instagram, think Pinterest worthy pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ain't never gonna be that. I don't want to be that. I don't care to be that. And that's my thing. Like when we have more people saying, I don't care about that. Like, I'm just going to be me, and people will either like it and take it for that, or they won't. Like, why do we have to gloss it over and make it shiny and make it this thing? Mm -hmm. Why do we have to gloss over our identity and and say, like, God gave me curly hair, but I'm going to straighten it so that I look like every other girl instead of rocking that curly hair and going out there and, you know, telling people what's up? Because most of us straight hair girls are wishing we had your curly hair. (laughs) Just saying. Okay, so then let's roll into the places that we tend to search for our purpose. Mm. Yes. Motherhood? Yeah. Our <laughs> marital status? Oh, yeah. Our job? Careers? Yeah, big one. Education? Oh, yeah. Education. Just um in the pursuit of success yeah. or wealth? Yeah. Oh, well. Or wait, happiness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pursuit of happiness? Yep. You know? I one of the things that came to mind is that especially with like self-help books, a lot of them say, do what makes you happy. Hmm. Whatever makes you happy is what you're meant to do. And I understand that there should be some enjoyment, Mm -hmm. right? in what you do, like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But then that is ultimately, um, idolizing happiness. Yeah. And can I be 110% honest right now? Which I don't know if I should be, but Doing a podcast doesn't always make me happy. No. <laughs> like, Because it's hard. It's, it's, if we're being real honest, this is, has been a struggle Oh, for yeah. Us. It has been... The last couple weeks of have been rough. And that's that's the thing. Like, oh, no, happiness. You know, it's just, yeah, no, it shouldn't be about being happy. It should be about being content. But it shouldn't be, be yeah. about happiness. Because happiness is fleeting. Like, you're exactly. going to find happiness in something. You're going to do it. And you're going to be like, yeah, this makes me happy. For a minute. I always, I, I have a 14-year-old. And I always tell her. Because, you know, we're prepping for, like, she's going to be a freshman. We're talking, you need to start kind of figuring out your life. Not that she has to have it all figured out. But we're like, college, career. Like, you have mm-hmm. no idea what you want to do, kid. Let's figure it out. And I, I try to tell her, like, because she wants to be these kind of, like, five-year-old dream things, you know, like, you know, I want to be a rodeo cowgirl or a, you know, a horse trainer. And I'm like, okay, but like realistically, and those things make her happy, but maybe not are going to be the best career choices. And so that's one of the things I try to tell her, like, you're not always going to be happy at every moment of whatever path you choose. Mm -hmm. Motherhood, career, yeah, you're not, it's not. It's not. It's just not. Sorry. Well, if I'm just being, like, really honest, motherhood is one of those things where I always, always knew I wanted to be a mom. Mm, like, same. I was never one of those people who knew what they wanted to do with their life. Like, you know, I wanted to be a teacher or a pediatrician. Same. Or all these random, you know, there's a hundred things. A nurse. But I wasn't ever settled on one of those ideas. But I always knew I wanted to be a motherhood. Or motherhood. <laughs> motherhood. I w- always wanted to be a mother. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to carry and give birth to two wonderful, beautiful babies that drive me crazy about 12 hours out of the day. But it's not, it's not always fulfilling. And that's the thing. Um, and that kind of leads me into my own 
personal struggle that I've had mm-hmm. with purpose is, um, as you know, not that long ago, about six months ago or so, I was really in a deep, dark place. Yeah. And I, at, at the time, I didn't know what it was. And it was a combination of many things. But I found myself just extremely unhappy with my life and just in a really um, dark place where I just wasn't content. I wasn't happy where I was in my marriage um, with my children. And it just kind of felt like there's got to be more than this. Like I am missing out on something like there's got to be more. And ultimately it was like feeling like I didn't have a purpose. Yeah. And just being really unhappy with what God had given me. And, oh goodness, if you've ever been there, if you've ever felt like, I'm nobody. I have done nothing of value or have nothing or am nothing of value in this world. And the enemy uses these thoughts to bring you in such a dark place. um, And just really makes you doubt so much about yourself so much about god and your your relationship with him it it came to a point where i'm like i'm hopeless god like i don't know what you can mm. do for me anymore because i i'm just struggling so much right now anyways but it it really got so hard because suddenly motherhood who I, this thing that i have found so much purpose in so much enjoyment in i wasn't any longer and I have this wonderful husband, and Amanda can tell you, I can't brag enough on my husband. I'm mm-hmm. one of those rare people who I snagged a really good one. Yeah, she did. I snagged a really did good one. Did you hear one. that, Jacob? I just complimented you. Mark Write it, it down, down. Put it in your calendar. Exactly. Record it. Throw it in her face. But, um, and I'm taking my, man- my marriage for granted. I'm taking my kids for granted. And, oh gosh, it's it's hard to admit these things. But this is where I was, and um, I was struggling so much with this unhappiness with my life for for what got where I was, my perp, all these purposes, they just weren't enough anymore. And it wasn't until um, oh goodness, until I had an encounter with God in my car. Where he met me in my car and um, we had a nice little conversation and it was just kind of like, pretty much, Kara, who do you want to be? Do you want to be this person who's unhappy with everything, never, never um, satisfied with anything in life? Or do you want to be with me? Basically. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Basically, it was like, is it about what you want in life? Is it about success? Is it about um, being somebody, being something important? Well, because when you look at your life and it's not turning out the way you thought it was going to. Which is kind of what it was, right? Yeah. Like, this is not... Yeah. I mean, and and I know this because I know you and I love you. Like, you're like, I'm just a mom. Or, you know, know, like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I'm like... Well, that's kind of a big deal of anybody who's ever done it. And a lot of people will. They'll say, like, when you say I'm a stay-at-home mom, they're like, wow. And some people don't. Some people... But when you're in the middle of it... Yeah, it... And you're in the midst of this. And I've been in this for five years. And some of you are like, hey, that's it. <laughs> but it it does take on this... Um, it, it, it takes on this purpose in your life. And you may not intend it to, but it does... And that's what it was, is I was suddenly, um, it it just, this was not how I envisioned my life to be. And nobody does. Well, and when you're, I I just want to say something, and not, not to, this is not calling Claire out, it's just overall in general. When you are resting your identity and your purpose in being a mom, and the, the first time you yell at your kids, now you feel like a failure. When you're yeah. resting your identity in your husband and the first time you fight or the first time, like, something goes wrong. Or every time. Yeah. Or every time you fight. It, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you feel like a failure and you start chipping away at that persona that you you thought this is, like, being a mom was going to make it or being married is going to make it or being, you know, the successful lawyer was going to make me who I wanted to be. As soon as something 
comes in that kind of gets in the way of that or knocks your confidence off, then all of a sudden you're in this place of like, what am I doing with like my life? Like you're in a tailspin. Yeah, which is the whole point of this conversation is we put... so. We talked about our identity and where it rests. Now let's shift to purpose. And so if we're putting our purpose in career, education, motherhood, the list goes on and on and on. You pick where you think you're resting it, where you feel like you're spinning out of control because you're like, I'm trying to make this, you know, side hustle work or this career hustle or this mom thing. And it just feels like I am failing every day. Or it just feels empty. Or it just feels like it's not enough. It's not. Like you said, it's not filling you fully. Sorry. It's not filling you up enough. Then what? What is our... It's obviously not your purpose. Spoiler alert (laughs) if you didn't get that by that little rant. So what is our purpose? Because um, when we know our identity in Christ, when we know who we were created to be in Christ, it also opens up the door to our purposes. And so I'm going to go back to some of the verses that I use for um, identity to kind of, because so many of these go on and tell us our identity and then they move on and they tell us our purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And so um, Ephesians 1, 4 through 6 says, for he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us and the beloved one. So um, he created us. He chose us before, before creation, and he predestined us to be adopted as sons and daughters through Christ to praise him. Worship. To worship him. him. I mean, okay. we were made for worship. Yes. So... Just mm-hmm. let's just briefly talk about what is worship. What is worship? Singing songs, so, right? I cheated <laughs> more research. A little bit. I didn't go in extensive because I feel like this is a whole podcast episode in itself of what yes, worship is. is. But um, stay tuned. I uh, the Webster's Dictionary or one of the Webster's Dictionary uh, definitions of worship is honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. Mm. And this, a writer, I'm going to butcher her name, DeLeslin, DeLeslin Kennebrew, wrote, true worship is about the heart expressed through a lifestyle of holiness. Yeah. And so it, it goes back to our heart. Yeah. It's a reverent love and reverent fear is, or a reverent, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's just it's the state of our hearts and how we view God, how we hold him, how we cherish him. And the way we live out our everyday. Our lifestyle. In in reflection to in him, not, for yes. him. So right. when you're mothering and. It's one way, it's one act of worship. Yeah. When we, what's the verse that whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Yeah. So in everything we do, this podcast, doing the dishes, doing laundry, yeah. picking up those stinky socks your husband keeps leaving on the floor. That, the Sorry. nine to five you go through every day. All yeah. of these things can be an act of worship, mm-hmm. but there's a heart of worship behind everything yes. we do. You it's know, not just the songs we sing. Just It's a constant awareness of him and not just an awareness of him, but in all of him. Yeah. A a love like that. He made you, that he created you, that he blessed you, that you're, I mean, there's, there's, oh, yes. There's so much to it. I mean, like, and if you, if we're being honest here, like the first thing we do when we wake up should be to worship him. And the last thing we do when we go to lay down at night, it it should be to worship him Mm -hmm. like everything from sunrise to sunset should be an act of worship and it you know singing and singing his praises and there's so many things that we can do as worship but it's all about the heart yeah if you need a good place to go i just finished it psalms is a great place to go to read and kind of get your heart focused on just the goodness and the glory and the power and just everything god 
not everything God is, but so much of just highlighting those amazing qualities. um, Yes. And it also, it's a good way to, to have the words like, you know, sometimes we want to praise God, but we just can't think of the words. And that was one of David's gifts. And one, one thing I was taught and I don't subscribe to it wholly, excuse me, in prayer is to start by praising him. Yeah. And I will back up that prayer is just a conversation because I feel like too many people put too many rules on Mm -hmm. what it should be. But I do agree with starting with how amazing he is before you go in and start asking for things or, or even trying to hash things out, even if you're not asking for stuff, but you're trying to get some understanding or some clarity, Mm -hmm. starting with some, some worship of him. Right. It always, it, and it, you'll find it too. It even kind of shifts because when you start pulling out how amazing he is, what you're thinking about or what you came to him with prayer kind of starts to like lower itself down and put itself in perspective. And you're kind of like, oh, wow. Yes. Well. And you're more, and I tend to, I just started because prayer has been something I feel like I've been struggling with Same. just doing, not, not how I do it, but just actively doing it enough. Mm-hmm. what yeah. is enough but in intention intention yeah but by the time prayer. I get down to those things then I'm like god I just need your help with this like it's no longer <laughs> I think that it should go like this it's okay god I'm having this issue and now I need you to help ser- like search my heart come, me, me, come me. for me like, come for me you you can fix it because I can't fix it you to god not me right and I, I think we're all <laughs> we're all guilty of coming to god with a list of the things we need yeah God, I need this. Which we kind of went off on prayer. Which more topics for more days? But yes. Do you have? I ha- uh, I do have a couple more. Okay. That I'll, I'll throw in there really quick. Um, but just to go into worship, where it says in Romans twelve. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Mm-hmm. And going back to First Peter 2, 9, where it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession. So that's the part that says, this is your identity. And it moves on to your purpose. So that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are given this identity so that we can go out and proclaim his praises, which is worship. And then lastly, um... The last one that I have is that, therefore, we are amb- ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. And that's 2 Corinthians 5.20. So as ambassadors of Christ, as part of our identity, we are pleading on his behalf that people would be reconciled with God, that they would come to know Christ and give their lives to him and know him and become disciples of him. Mm. Yes. What about you? What yes, are some that you got? Did. My original thought, we, we, we talked about this. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out where to start in this. So when God, when, when Christ came in, he set up a new commandment because, right. you know, they were asking, so if you're the son and you're the savior, then what does that mean for us? Like, do, do we still do all the things that we're doing before. And he said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Mm -hmm. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, which goes into the worship. If you're loving him with Mm -hmm. everything you have and everything in your life is an act of worship to him. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And that is something, you know, I definitely talk with my older kiddos about loving God and loving others like it if you're doing those two things then you are fulfilling your purpose because as we said mm-hmm. if you're loving God then you're worshiping him also um second Corinthians 3:18 I just have found it and I love this but we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of God 
glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the spirit. And so like we are actively being transformed mm-hmm. into him. Like we are working right. that out here on earth. We are actively letting go of those things that hold us back. Remember we said, I have that big steamer chunk of trunk of baggage. You know, we are mm-hmm. actively letting go of those identity things and all of that. And so you're loving him that is kind of manifesting and, and taking place, but also you're loving others in the process and, and something that's so big and so important that Karen and I are passionate about is discipleship mm-hmm. coming alongside others and loving others means that you're constantly pointing them back to Christ. Mm-hmm. You are constantly trying to be a mirror, a guide, a light, pick a word. You're trying to be something that shows Jesus to them in a way right. that would make them hunger for it too. Yeah. So, and just to sum up what we said, so the purpose for which we were created was love God, love God, be in relationship with him mm-hmm. and, and express that love through worship. Yep. And then also to love others. Yep. As God has loved us. And the mission that Christ gave to us mm-hmm. um, before he ascended in Matthew 28 is go and make disciples of course, I have it, but I didn't write it down. Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, yes, that is the mission that he gave us. So, um, one thing that, as as I was driving here to come record, I was praying because I was ultimately very convicted about, um, about preparing for this podcast and speaking on this. Because, and this is what came to mind, is... I cannot lead in my public life what I'm not living out in my private life. Hmm. And so, um, I been in this really weird place and this is just me being vulnerable. Like we, we talk about these things, but that doesn't mean we have them figured out or that we're living it perfectly because, um, and I do, I do love God and, but I haven't been in a really good place in my, um, active uh relationship with him where i am in the word consistently and um you know worshiping him worshiping him full him fully with my life yeah anyways and so it was just this really weird like oof you know i'm telling them to go and and to live in this purpose of you know worshiping and loving god and loving others and then sending them out on this mission mission of discipleship but it's also kind of like how um serious have i personally taken this this purpose but also this mission to go and make disciples and we're not saying it's going to be easy oh no uh, like i think that's what we've discovered yeah. in our growth is that this it's not easy no. at all loving and i don't even like i said go to psalms go to like loving god isn't easy no it's a constant um denial of yourself and what you want mm-hmm. you have to constantly that lay those binge down. you want that uh extra hour of sleep you want that you know comfort or in that big news new house you want yeah you know or those, all the things <laughs> all the children that you want and you, or, or the pinterest worthy hair we talked about earlier all yes, those things success and even just happiness like so many of us live just to be happy and mm. i think that's what we so many of us get caught up on is this pursuit of happiness whatever makes me happy in the moment so i will say um kind of in reflection of what you just said i am a striver Mm-hmm. So I get caught up doing things more to do them or to have accomplished them or right. to have checked the box. So that is something that I definitely need to check because when we talk about an active, worshipful heart, um, you shouldn't just be reading your Bible because you need to read your Bible that mm-hmm. day. And I'm guilty of that sometimes. And I'm also guilty of not, I wouldn't say guilty. I want to, I want to let you off the hook here and say, it's okay. If that's the reason you're feeling you should do it, you probably shouldn't do it because it's just as, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just like missing a day. You might as well just miss a day. Um, but I want to say, I want to speak to those of you who 
like Kara, are feeling down or I don't do it or I don't know how to do it, I will say that it is hard in, um, my husband and I are turning over more and more of our finances to God and trying to work out what obedience is and stewardship of our money and how that looks and how that lines up with him and how to do it properly. And it is oh crazy hard because you want to mm-hmm. just not do it well. Well, and I, um, there's often the attitude of like, this is my money. This mm-hmm. is our money. And it's the same thing with my, with my worship and my walk with him is I've got this idea deal in my mind of what it looks like and I'm learning to be a little more loose with like sometimes it's at 10 o'clock once I've got the kids settled down and they're giving me a moment to breathe and I'm going to have a second and the best times for me are when I'm craving it when I'm like I want to sit and have more and more and more of him and I actually Mm -hmm. have a chance to do it Mm because the times that I get frustrated are the times that I'm like I have to do this and the kids are like mommy 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 and I'm Mm -hmm. like get away Mm -hmm. Um, but also stuff like, um, like my body, I've started working out and started trying to give back to the body that God gave me instead of attacking the body that God gave me. So I just, I, I I want to encourage you with these things. And if you're in a moment, if you're sitting with Karen, you're like, I'm not doing these things. I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to lose hope. We're not trying to tell you that if you're not, well, you're doing it wrong, but be mine. This whole thing is, what is your purpose? Your purpose is to love God and love others right. and love God with that heart that is seeking him, that is wanting him and start doing the small things. Yeah. Like a well, verse a day is a great place to start. And I think it kind of goes back to what you're talking about. And sometimes we get caught up in all the things that we're doing. Like mm-hmm. my thing is I've been busy with this podcast and you know, and I do, I do volunteer at church and we do lead women's Bible study and we do all these things for God that, or I do, I do all these things, quote, for God. I'm not bragging on myself, but because I'm going to turn around and say, but privately, I am not fostering my relationship mm-hmm. with him, which is more important. Like God is more concerned about, he's less concerned about what you do for him. Yeah. And more concerned of, you know, who you are. Like, he's more concerned about having that relationship with you and transforming who you are. Yeah. And nobody can speak to this, the, the slippery, crazy, slippery slope it is to be doing things for him and not being fed, not being mindful of God. He will bring you back down to reality and be like, mm-hmm. listen, but it's all such- this stuff that you've accomplished or all this stuff you've done is because I gave you those gifts and those talents. It's right. not because you did something amazing. And just to speak into that, whenever God kind of knocks you down a level, <laughs> that's such a harsh way to put it, but it's a mercy. Ask me, I'm down here. When, when he puts <laughs> you in your place, it yeah. is a mercy because it it's, if he lets you continue on where wherever you're headed you're or down s- that path, you're just getting further away from him yep. and deeper into sin. So pretty. And so whenever he knocks down, you know, just take it as a moment to get on your knees and humble yourself and say, thank you, God. Well, and even right now, I mean, we say it all, I think every single episode ends with pray it out, but it does. Like if you're sitting here thinking, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not living in my purpose. I'm not living these things like, but I don't know where to start. We can't tell you that because Honestly, the hard and ugly truth is it may be a job you need to let go of. It may need mm-hmm. maybe a relationship. It may be um you need to reprioritize your yeah, life. Maybe your time. It, it it may just be something as simple as waking up ten minutes early in the morning and getting in your word a little bit. But I can't tell you what that is because right. like Kara admitted, we are both still on this journey of figuring it out ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we are we are here to tell you that speaking on this podcast does not make us experts. It does not make us wonderful Christians. It means that we are in the same boat as you. Yeah. Um, the, the struggle boat. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> the struggle boat. It's not the bus. It's the struggle boat. <laughs> it's like a little kayak. We're trying to paddle. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I, but I do hope this leads you in, encouraged in your purpose. And if you have been struggling with, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? Or, And especially those who may be new to faith. And, like, I've got God, but now what? We hope that this um, encourages you. But it also, 
um, we're going to roll in next week. We're going to roll into like discipleship. So hopefully we're going to come prepared with some practical tools and steps to walk alongside this journey of, um, not only discipling others, but being a disciple yourself. Yes. Becoming true disciples. And it's one of those words. I think if you grew up within the Christian environment, you've heard of disciple and or the disciples or being a disciple but what is a disciple and you know how do we truly become one and how do we make disciples and yeah that's something like she said something we have both been pretty passionate about something we are really deeply learning about at this um right now in this time in this season of our life and we're being disciples we disciple each other every day yeah so well some more on that next week so You have something to be fired up for. But as always, we appreciate you being here with us. We appreciate you listening. And we'll see you or talk to you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on this episode on purpose. If you did enjoy it, we ask that you would... Uh, subscribe to our podcast that you would share it that you would tell others about grit for glory um or that you can go online and leave us a review this really helps us out and just gets the word out there we also ask that you check us out on social media on instagram and facebook and that you come back next week and hear um, our conversation on discipleship we'll see you guys then